today on the Button Up Podcast, we have Meg Collins from Style Girlfriend. Good morning, Meg. Welcome to the Button Up Podcast. Hey, how are you? Excellent. And I've followed Style Girlfriend for a while, and what I love is you have a unique perspective of not being a guy in the menswear space, and <sighs> I've always been so curious how that started, so love to hear the story. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I always tell people I wish that I could say I had done this, you know, broad sweeping competitive analysis, the men's lifestyle landscape and found that a female voice was really missing, but I actually just, um, fell ass backwards into it. I, uh, I used to work in advertising and I found it to not be super fulfilling for me personally. And so I started doing some freelance writing on the side sort of looking to ease out of advertising and into writing. And so I was taking on any project I could really get. And that meant everything from copywriting for a makeup company to uh, this weekly feature for a friend of mine out in LA who'd started up a custom suiting company. And he said, look, I know you're trying to write more. I need some content for my site. Do you want to write just, you know, sort of a column for like a blog kind of that I'm starting and, and you can write about whatever you want. And I said, sure. I said, yes. Cause you know, I was just starting out and you should say the yes to everything when you're just starting out. But I told him, you know, I gave him the caveat of like, I'm no expert in men's style. I don't know much about suits. Well, you know, what, what do you want me to write about? And he goes, Oh, you know, maybe just what women like to see guys wearing, maybe tell them to wear, you know, suggest that they wear suits more often. And very broad, very sort of, um, you know, sky's the limit. And what I found was I was able to speak to a lot of the sort of 101 basics just because women, for better or worse, are inundated with this kind of information from the get-go. And so we have learned through osmosis, you know, what colors suit us and what silhouettes are best for different body types and where you should invest your money when it comes to your wardrobe and where you can, you know, kind of get away with pinching pennies a little bit. And so I think it just took off because there's at the time there wasn't a lot out there for guys who wanted more accessible style advice. There's a lot that's aspirational. <laughs> there's a lot of like, you know, Hey, invest in this $10,000 suit. Um, but there wasn't a lot for a guy who maybe is willing to spend more on his shoes and less on his jeans, you know, whatever it might be. So we really found our niche early and then it just sort of took off from there. So about a year after that, I'd left advertising. I was doing still some different freelance things, but I kind of quickly realized what an opportunity there was in Style Girlfriend and bought the domain, was shocked it was still available, um, bought the domain and then and sort of agreed with my friend that I had started it the style girlfriend for is this, you know, weekly column. We both kind of said this doesn't necessarily make sense um, to live as its own little thing on his site anymore. So I, I moved everything over and I've been running it uh, full time ever since. So what took you to New York then? Because I know you're in New York now and that's where a lot of the heart of advertising is. But what was your path into advertising? I moved... So I moved to New York when I was 18. I took a gap year, uh, which I like think everyone should do. It. I had always wanted to live in New York. I'm from the Midwest originally, and I just sort of was one of those people that always said New York was sort of for me. And so I lived here when I was 18. I managed the front desk at like a fancy hair salon in Midtown, and 
I knew that this was where I wanted to be, but I also knew that I couldn't go to school here. Like I'd never get anything done. I, you know, there'd be too much to do to study. And, and besides that, I really did want the sort of typical, like walk across the quad to campus, you know, it's like, you know, like just that sort of, um, like school vibe that you think, or that I thought of when I thought of college. So I went to school in Pennsylvania. Um, and then I've been back since graduating, not so much again for advertising, but just because New York is where I wanted to be. And, you know, I'm lucky, like I'm, I'm flexible. My, I still see my family in Wisconsin a good amount. Um, but New York is really helpful. It is helpful to be here in terms of making contacts in the business then you know, uh, working with different publishers, a lot of who are, you know, whom are based here. So that has been good, but I am one of those crazy people that just sort of always wanted to live in New York and is willing to put up with the small living spaces and the noise. And, you know, I love it. So for me, I I don't have a good explanation other than just, I just wanted to live in New York (laughs) for why I live here. I know. I kept track of your apartment construction. Seemed like it was as long as uh, as oh having gosh. a baby. Yeah, yeah. So I finally moved. Yeah, my building got bought, and they were like flipping the apartments one by one, <laughs> and I was still living there for most of it because my lease wasn't up. So it is one of those things where I see friends move here from other places, and they are, you know, obviously shocked at what they have to downgrade to. And I actually feel lucky because I only ever lived here and then in like, you know, a dorm and then in crappy, you know, off campus housing. And then I've been back here. So I never had to do the thing where I was like, but I have a house. Like I live in, you know, some, some other city and I bought a house and I have a garage and I have a car. Like I never had to downsize. So for me, it doesn't feel, um, you know, like I've had to give anything up. I, it's just cause, because it's what I've always known. It's all overrated. <laughs> what is? The house and the car and the yard. The house and the car, okay. As a person that's repairing a driveway right now. Uh, Different lifestyle, for yeah. sure. <laughs> it's its own chore. So uh, when you bought stylegirlfriend.com, which, by the way, that that name has aged so well. Like I feel like sometimes when you – because, you know, in the internet age, like Style Girlfriends has been around for a while. New websites pop up every day, and I just feel like it's it's still such a great name. But when, when you bought it, did you – were you at the point where you went into it thinking, okay, I could do this full time or this is a business or was it more like I'm just taking this to the next, you know, a, a baby step in the right direction? It's interesting. Like I said, I definitely didn't go into it being like, mm, I'm so strategic. Like there, you know, there's token female editors at GQ and Esquire and all of that, but like nobody's really speaking from the female perspective. Like it wasn't any of that. It was literally, this is the 10th thing that I'm taking on my plate this month to just be able to write instead of working in advertising and I'm going to do it. And so the name came to me in a very like lucky way in that I thought of it and I was like, that's gotta be taken. Like, let me look this up. And there wasn't anything like that. The only thing that was similar is there's a company called pure style girlfriends and they are, you guys wouldn't know this, but they're like chicken cutlet type, uh, like things that you put in your bra to have more cleavage. (laughs) Like I had not heard of, like I knew that as a product. I didn't know that as a company, but, um, so those exist, but there wasn't really any overlap in like SEO or anything like that. And like, you know, nothing in trademark. And then the other thing that sometimes people end up Googling that makes them hit style girlfriend by mistake is when they're looking for 
uh, One Direction's Harry Styles girlfriend, like when they could Google Harry Styles girlfriend. Um, but otherwise, yeah, like the name, I agree, like it fits and it's really grown with us and it sort of allowed us to have this umbrella of being that female voice, whether it's, you know, your best female friend or your wife or your girlfriend or your, you know, work wife, whoever it is, like that woman who can be honest with you, but also be supportive, um, of helping you live with style across the board and knowing that that might start with clothes, but then it kind of bleeds into other areas. So like I said, I'm shocked that I don't have like a dot co or a dot biz or like have to spell it in some weird way. Like I'm, yeah, I'm definitely very grateful for having lucked into the name and like locking it down early. And I don't know how many people have that anymore. Like, I think that everyone has to go through such a crazy branding exercises to exercise to figure out what they want to be and call themselves and, you know, how they want to create that brand identity. It's definitely something where, like I said, I wish I could tell you that I'd done all of this brainstorming around it, but it was really like a quick search of, okay, it's not taken. Like, let's just go with it. We can figure something else out better later if we need to. And then just sort of didn't have to. Nice. Yeah. I I finally bought modestman.com without the, the, and it was like, it was such a long process and like expensive and, you know, but it's like, it's the kind of thing where, you know, it's only going to get harder and more expensive. So, um, right. Uh, you want to get it when they still don't know who you are because once you, they know who you are, then they're going to double the price. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So what was, was there a point, I guess, how, how long was that period when you were doing it on the side and still freelancing and doing other things versus when you said, okay, I can, I can jump in and do this full time, make a go at it. Gosh, um, I, I get really iffy on the timing. I'm so bad at my origin story, um, because it just (laughs) all ends up bleeding together, but I freelanced for about a year, maybe a year and a half while doing, you know, style girlfriend plus however many other things. And then finally was like, this is presenting the most opportunities. I think there's the most, um, like I'm the most excited about this. I feel like there's room to really grow it and build something exciting and the community was really kind of building up around it so yeah probably a year year and a half before I was like all right let me like jump in with two feet nice and and at that point did you like have you know a a business model or, or were you still kind of just seeing what happened I still barely have a business model. No, I'm kidding. I, um, no, I, I'd never run my own company before. Like I said, I'd been working in advertising at different agencies. So I sort of had the benefit of having worked with clients. And so knowing how to, what a deck looks like for pitching a project or knowing what metrics were in terms of what, um, what success looks like, right. For doing brand and content partnerships or things like that. But no, I mean, I, I was like, I think that I can get brand like brands to want to work with me because I'm targeting this very uh, like desirable audience of millennial men, you know, 25 to 34 ish, you know, plus who want to dress better, have the means to do it are sort of at um, the point where they're deciding to, you know, make purchases. So it, my business brain kicked in and was like, I, I think that this is something where people will want to get in front of our audience, even though right now it's small and, you know, um, I still have to do a lot to grow it and kind of make it more legitimate. But yeah, from the, from the jump, because of how our audience grew so quickly, I was like, there's potential here. Um, 
But no, I mean, we've existed as a content company for this long, and then we launched the shopping service, which is still sort of like in its infancy, but we're really excited about it. So I almost feel like right now I'm launching a whole new company because we're doing this thing where we're actually selling a service to our users and our followers, which we've never done before. We've only ever provided, you know, free content, which is this, I'm sure you guys know, like it's a super fun concept to try to explain to your relatives at the holidays. They're like, wait, so you just like give it to them for free. And you're like, yeah, but then there's like advertisers and then there's display and like, it doesn't make sense to anybody. So now I'm, I'm doing this whole new thing where again, we're selling this service and it's, you know, looking to convert folks who have just come every day for the past however many years and just sort of expected free content. Now it's like trying to get them to actually pay for something like that's a whole new, I mean, it's a whole new world for us. So it's exciting. It's like such a, it's such a, it's so funny because it's, it feels like a pivot, but also still doing exactly what we've always been doing. It's just more personalized now. Like before we were giving, Hey, here's, and we still are, you know, giving free advice of like, here's 10 scarves to buy this winter. And now it's just, you know, okay, well you have red hair and your, you know, budget is this. So like maybe this is the best scarf for you. So it's really the same thing we've always been doing. It's just that much more personalized, but yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, I never saw myself as like an entrepreneur. Like I didn't see this path for myself. So every day is, um, I'm learning something new. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you have like a, I mean, average say Wednesday for, for you? Is it like a routine or is it just different every day or how's that work? No, it's different every day. I try to pile up meetings so that I don't, have to lug my computer around <laughs> um, because we work out of a co-working space. So I'm like lugging my laptop around when, when needed. Um, but no, there's no day that's the same. And I think I like it that way <laughs> to ask me, you know, in a week, I, um, yeah, it changes from day to day, but I think coming out of advertising, like it got, it was hard to work on like, you know, 10 different clients and uh, you have to kind of switch your brain to all these different things, depending on what was sort of on your plate. And with Style Girlfriend, like even if we're working with different brands or even if we're working on, you know, the shopping service versus working on content, like editorial content for the site, like I always have our same audience in mind. I'm always thinking about like the same, you know, our same guy. And so that's sort of this like guiding light for me. That's so helpful to have, like to just not feel like I have to change gears constantly like at the at the base of it like I'm still speaking to the same guy so that's really for me that's really grounding so how long after you are up and running you do a year of freelancing or so and then when do you start to like build a team and bring on people to help you uh, because I know that's a big part of how you've interacted as as long as I followed you yeah it's so funny like I'm I'm if I've done anything right, it's that I'm sort of followed the like higher, slow, fire, fast mentality of I, I brought on more voices and more, you know, contributors to the site in a way that was like, I know that I'm not going to have to edit you much because I love your writing style. You already write in a way that has a lot of personality, but is also really right for our reader. Um, so bringing on different writers hasn't necessarily been something that was so strategic. It was more just like, Oh, I love reading what you do and you write for all these other sites that I'm already reading. And, um, you know, you have sort of the sensibility of like 
maybe it's APC jeans with, you know, an old Navy t-shirt and that's a great outfit. Like they have that kind of high, low sensibility down. Um, so in that way, it's, it's been really organic bringing on writers. And then in terms of like the business side of things, that's been, I have someone out in LA that helps with like brand partnerships and that's really great, but I'm still super, super involved in that. Like the, you know, the idea of like, Oh, I wear a lot of hats. Like I definitely do. (laughs) Um, so I don't know that there's anything that I've like fully given up yet. And I, I mean, I hope that will come. Like I would love to never write another tweet again, but like, that's not the case right now. Like I still have my hands dipped into most like buckets of our business. So, um, I think for probably the first like year and a half, it was just me writing. And then it was like slowly bring me bringing on other people to support, uh, the business in different ways from there. But it's never been something where we've been able to be like, okay. in like Q2, we're going to hire da, 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 da. Like it's, it's more been like when we've been able to bring people on or outsource things that I can't do the best, then like, that's how it's happened. So again, I'm not, Like, I wish I could tell you that I had this great business plan when we started, but I really didn't. We've just sort of grown, um, you know, okay, like these pants don't fit anymore. Got to get new pants. Like, that's really how it's been. It's not, it's not so much, you know, we're not able to forecast as much into the future again, as much as I would like, but hopefully that'll change. I think that's what makes an entrepreneur is having the stomach to not go forward with a plan. Oh yeah. I mean, I think that's somewhat true. I think you have to have like at least the next couple steps, at least like a a dim light on them so you can see where you're going. But, but yes, I'm with you. I mean, it's definitely something where it's funny. I'm not by nature, like a risk taker, but I keep doing all these risky things. Like at least this is what my like family and friends remind me. They're like, yeah, like you moved to New York at 18 by yourself or like you started your business. Like, and I'm just sitting there being like, yeah, but like, you know, I like, like I'm a, like, this is so dumb, but like I'm a cancer and like cancers like routine and cancers like habits and cancers like to know like that they do laundry every Tuesday. And like, that's how I am. But then I keep doing these things that are kind of scary and yeah, stepping off of a cliff kind of thing. So I don't know. I don't know what that says about me. So have you noticed over time that the interactions you have with guys or the recommendations you do, have they shifted or do you still find a lot of guys that you're trying to just stop wearing cargo shorts and flip flops? Wait, say that again. Sorry, I blanked out at cargo <laughs> shorts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you found so like you've been doing this now like eight eight or so years, like helping guys? And have you found that like the challenges back then are different than today, or is it just like you're still trying to get guys over that first hump of like stop wearing denim shorts and and bad shoes? <laughs> um, that's that's a good question. Like we definitely still get people who are coming in sort of looking for the like intro level primer on how to dress with more style but that said like our audience that has been with us this long like they've grown in their careers like they're making more money now maybe they're married maybe they're dads like so their style has definitely grown and what's fun for us is being able to get to accommodate that so we definitely like talk about style and talk about um like wardrobe pieces that are maybe a little bit more expensive than we used to but like I still love like a, you know, affordable pair of Levi's, but I might pair it with like a sweater from Mr. Porter. Right. So it's definitely still a mix. Um, but I think if anything, the more the way that guys have grown with us is that they now come to style girlfriend for more than clothes. Like, again, we offer fashion advice. We offer 
on-demand shopping support, but we also are very much not shying away from the idea that like a jerk in a great fitting suit is still a jerk. <laughs> and as a female, you know, an all female editorial team, like that's definitely something that we feel like we have credibility and authority to speak on. So we do talk about, Hey, like maybe you're not Harvey Weinstein, but maybe you're like talking over women in meetings at work and that's a shitty thing to do. And maybe you should stop that. Or like, Hey, have you thought about the emotional labor that like your wife has to undertake when she like plans all the kids' birthday parties and like you're not necessarily helping with that. So we we do get more into the sort of um, just like how to be a good guy in 2018 than we did before. And so that's something I think that like, again, our audience has grown with us and has, ex- has started to not just like accept from us, but actually expect from us. Like they want to know hey, like, where are my biases that maybe I'm not seeing? Or, like, what are my blind spots? Because I feel like they definitely trust us to be honest with them, but we're never going to be, like, shaking our finger at them or being, you know, like, oh, like, I can't believe you didn't know this. Or, like, how dare you, you know, be this way? Or, oh, you know, oh, my gosh, all men are, you know, it's not that. Like, they definitely, um, they might expect, expect a little bit of tough love on, you know, in terms of coming from our editorial arm, but it's, it's always presented in the way that's like, look like maybe no one has said this to you. So like, we're going to be the ones to say it to you. So that's probably the biggest, I think for me, at least when I think about like how we've grown and how our audience has grown with us, I think it's just that we're able to sort of cover everything under the umbrella of living with a style. And if people come to us first, because they're like, I want a pair of jeans that fits great if they stick around and are like, okay, now that I've got the jeans and I'm feeling better about myself and I'm out there dating, like, how do I ask a woman on a date in 2018 when like, I'm confused by sort of what the standards are? Like if we can sort of be navigating that for them, then that's great. That's a good point. And clearly it's needed in, as an indicator of the past uh, 18 months or so. So like the graduated version of style girlfriend then, since you wouldn't really go style wife would be like style mistress. <laughs> No, I don't know about that. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question, though. I mean, um, we've been asked for maybe not like style wife, but like we've definitely been asked for like, uh, like home decor girlfriend or like in the kitchen girlfriend. Like we definitely have been asked for different kinds of support. Like, hey, like, can you help with this and that? And we, we do a little bit of home stuff. We do a little bit of travel stuff because, again, like there is something to be said for being able to cook yourself a meal rather than have to, you know, stop at Chipotle on your way home. There's something to be said for staying at like a cool boutique hotel, you know, at, in a hip neighborhood rather than like the Hilton by the airport. Like there's, again, living with style is so much more than just clothes. So we do kind of touch on other areas, but we don't, um, I don't like, I don't aspire to us doing everything, you know, like, I don't, I don't think that that's realistic at least right now. And like beyond that, I have my own areas of interest and selfishly, like I kind of want to talk about the stuff that I'm more passionate about. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know about style mysteries. Yeah. It is really interesting. If you look at like the comment section, uh, on, on your site and you, you guys seem to get a lot of engagement in the comments. I'll see some of the same people that have been around for years, you know, which is pretty neat. And it's, it's good to hear that, you know, as you transition to more of like a holistic, what it means to be a good guy and not just dressing well, that, people have come to expect that, but have you gotten any like backlash or like any haters, you know, now that you've kind of 
doubled down on that perspective over the past year or so? A good amount. I mean, not a ton. Like we're, we're lucky that we haven't pulled in that many trolls that have, you know, wanted to like take us down or whatever. But I will say like Reddit is not someplace that we hang out anymore. Like we used to kind of try to get involved in the communities there and we weren't very welcomed. Like there was a lot of like, you know, even in like male fashion advice, it was like, what, you know, what are you doing here? Like, what, like, I don't, I'm not asking for your opinion. And I was like, okay, like, you know, heteronormatively speaking, like probably a lot of the guys in there are trying to dress better because they want um, to feel more confident interacting with women in the world and just in the world period. But um, yeah, we don't, we don't necessarily think that we've been invited to every party and that's okay. But it doesn't necessarily make sense when people land on our site and then like show up in the comments being like, who are you to tell me how to dress? It's like, I don't know, man, you found your way here. So like, and this content's free. (laughs) So if you don't want to listen or if you don't want to hear it, that's okay. But like, don't bother us about it. Like just go somewhere else. So I think for me, like it took me a while, but I had to develop that thick skin of like, if people want to be jerks, like, this is like style girlfriend's not a democracy. Like we're going to kick you off if you're an asshole and like saying rude things. So for us, it's definitely something where we've kind of had to like moderate as necessary, mute as necessary, and then just kind of like get on with our lives and think like, wow, if that guy is so angry, like he must have other stuff going on. And that's unfortunate, right? Like it's great that he took the initiative to like start to try to better himself. But then if he kind of gets knocked off by feeling um, frustrated or ashamed or embarrassed, then like, it probably sounds like he has like some emotional stuff to work out before he can get to like a better place where he's able to hear that advice and like in an open way. And so, you know, maybe when he gets there, then he'll come back. But yeah, in the meantime, it's not really my, (sighs) I'm not, I'm not here to fix them. So, yeah. Yeah. I think one, one thing that's really funny is when people say, say you delete a comment or something and, and people get outraged and say, well, you know, freedom of speech. It's like, you know, your website is not the, it's not a town hall meeting. You know, it's, it's not like the public square. Like it's, it's a, it's a thing that you own. Like, you know, the comment section on YouTube, like YouTube gives you the, uh, the ability to moderate comments, you know? So, um, I feel the same way, you know, if there's, if there's someone disagreeing or expressing their opinion in a polite way, that's totally fine. But if there's like a hateful comment, I usually just get rid of it. Totally. Yeah. There's no need for that. Uh, well, we have a rapid fire session that we like to do here. And um, it's just like really quick one or two word answers if you're up for that. Oh, man, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> okay. And, and you can, since you're kind of, you have a unique perspective, you can answer from your perspective or, you know, from, from your sort of male audience's perspective. Uh, so yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever you want. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. Oxfords or brogues? Oxfords. Okay. Lifting or cardio? I'm like exclusively strength training. Uh, so I think, um, yeah, I mean, lifting as long as you aren't like super broy about it. <laughs> I don't. I mean, you can. Uh, how do I say this? Feels like there's a lot of guys out there who think that unless you're like lifting, you know, doing 200 pound dumbbell curls, like you're not really lifting or you're not really doing strength training. So I think um, 
whatever works for you as a, as a workout is great, but, um, you know, just be excited that anybody's trying to get healthy. Right. <laughs> okay. Not non broy lifting. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, loafers or sneakers. Oh God. Don't make me choose. Um, if I had to, I'd say sneakers. All right. Uh, Okay. Uh, spring, summer, or fall, winter for style? Fall, winter. All the layers. So much more fun. Agreed. Uh, morning or evening shower? Morning. Get the day going. I'm but Lately, I've been doing the thing where you just like turn it ice cold for like the last 10 seconds to like kind of <laughs> get you jump started. And I hate it, but it, it works. That's hardcore. E- even in the winter? Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, jeans, chinos, or trousers? For guys, chinos. Okay, and how about for ladies? I mean, I'm wearing jeans right now, <laughs> but chinos like aren't really a thing that women can wear without looking like they're an employee at Target. Whereas chinos for guys, I think it's something where it's such a small change that you can make. Like you're still just as comfortable as you are in jeans, but you look a little bit more elevated. So, especially in today's more casual work environment, like chinos is something that's so easy that you can do just to set yourself apart and look a little bit nicer than everybody else target and best buy ruining the khaki for everybody (laughs) so true you ever show up to target accidentally wearing a red shirt yeah (laughs) customer service (laughs) okay two more questions um notch lapels or peak lapels Mm. i mean notch lapels just because they're more uh universal or you know if you're gonna just have one suit get a suit with notch lapels you know Right, right. Okay. And then along the same vein, navy or charcoal for a suit? I like navy. I think it's just more flattering to more skin types. But um, yeah, I mean, you need you need one suit in your closet. You never know when somebody's going to die or you're going to get pulled into court. So I, I, navy or charcoal works, but I, I don't know. I default to navy. I think it's like, it just looks nice on people. Very nice. So I guess if you have one suit, a notch lapel, Navy, maybe two button suits, something like that would be a good choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Venting is a very personal decision. So I have no comment on that, but yeah, clean flat front, no cough. Yeah. That'll, that'll hold you over for a good few years before, you know, some other style comes in. Very nice. Well, you've made it through our rapid fire uh, questions. Congrats. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So, but before we wrap, is there anything, I know you've, you've launched the new, the texting service and you're, you're growing that. Is there anything else that you guys are really excited about, uh, for the next, for the near future over at Style Girlfriend? Well, we actually sunsetted the texting service in favor of the shopping service. What we found was we were doing on demand free texting for a while, but people just had so many questions that we weren't really able to field them all in sort of the time frame that we wanted. Like we used to be able to say, yep, we're going to get right back to you. And it just, we got so many questions, which was great, but, um, we weren't sort of able to give the level of service, I guess you would say that we wanted. So the shopping service is where we're focused now, just because it, again, it lets us give an even more, uh, personalized level of support. And what we found is that like the quote unquote styling services that are out there, you know, they might be free, but they also are only offering you full price clothes and they're working off commission. So it's sort of in their best interest to try to get you to buy as much stuff as possible. So we're excited that we're an alternative to that. You know, we're going to be able to say, look, we understand your budget. You know, we're only pulling together the shopping list for you. We're not actually carrying any of this stuff. So we don't have any biases about where it comes from. 
And, you know, I think that that means that we're able to help guys build wardrobes that are really unique to them. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of only going to grow from there. So we're never going to give up the editorial side. Like you're always going to be able to come to style girlfriend and find content, hopefully for what you're looking for. Right. Whether that's like the fall layers you need or the winter boots that you need, or, you know, how to put together a look for a, you know, summer wedding with a weird dress code. But yeah, we're really, we're excited about the shopping service and we're excited to be able to kind of like work with guys more directly that like you said, have maybe always just kind of been like hanging out in the comments or, you know, reading us from afar. Like we're excited to be able to get more and more in touch with them. So it's great. It's exciting. So that's, that's what 2019 has on the horizon. Very cool. Well, yeah, guys, you can go to stylegirlfriend.com, check out the shopping service, check out the undressed podcast, and uh, we're excited to see what's in store for Style Girlfriend 2019. And thanks for coming on the show. I love it. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Buttoned Up Podcast, a collaboration between John Shanahan of The Cavalier and Brock McGough of Modest Man. And we will see you next week.